Welcome to day 227 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul, here with Cindy, David, and Matt. As we continue in our third season together, the story of the prophets, we've been reading through the prophet Jeremiah, and uh, we've reached the final section of Jeremiah's you know, pronouncements of judgment, in which uh, the God who has uh, judged Israel will also judge the nations. And not only will he judge the nations, he will judge the very instrument of his judgment, the nation of Babylon. And, of course, this is the longest section of judgment pronouncements other than the judgments against Israel. And there are a lot of parallels between God's judgment of Israel and God's judgment of Babylon as well. So we pick up in the middle of chapter 50 and verse 33. As we always do, we come to God's word expectantly. Um, because God has promised to do something in and through His Word to build up His people in the image of His Son um, by His Spirit. Uh, so we enter into this beautiful relationship with the triune God through His Word uh, that is uh, something to marvel at, something to be enjoyed, and something to be deeply coveted. So we always pause and uh, offer ourselves uh, fully to the Lord in this moment. So Cindy, do you mind lifting us up before we read? No, I don't. Father, we do thank you um, for this time in your word. We do thank you, Father, that um, you do build us up, Father. Uh, we do pray that for our hearts and our lives, that we would look more and more um, conformed to the image of Christ. So thank you for this time, and we just ask that your spirit would teach us in Christ's name. Amen. Jeremiah 50, verse 33. And this is what the Lord Almighty says. The people of Israel are oppressed and the people of Judah as well. All their captors hold them fast, refusing to let them go. Yet their Redeemer is strong. The Lord Almighty is His name. He will vigorously defend their cause so that He may bring rest to their land, but unrest to those who live in Babylon. Sword against the Babylonians, declares the Lord, against those who live in Babylon and against her officials and wise men. A sword against her false prophets. They will become fools. Sword against her warriors. They will be filled with terror. Sword against her horses and chariots and all the foreigners in her ranks. They will become weaklings. Sword against her treasures. They will be plundered. A drought on her waters. They will dry up. For it is a land of idols, idols that will go mad with terror. So desert creatures and hyenas will live there, and there will be uh, there the owl will dwell. It will never again be inhabited or lived in from generation to generation. As I overthrow Sodom and Gomorrah, along with their neighboring towns, declares the Lord, no one will live there. No people will dwell in it. Look, an army is coming from the north. A great nation and many kings are being stirred up from the ends of the earth. They're armed with bows and spears. They are cruel and without mercy. They sound like the roaring sea as they ride their horses. They come like men in battle formation to attack you, daughter Babylon. The king of Babylon has heard reports about them, and his hands hang limp. Anguish is gripped in pain like that of a woman in labor, like a lion coming up from Jordan's thicket to a rich pasture land. I'll chase Babylon from its land in an instant. Who is the chosen one? I'll appoint for this. Who is like me and who can challenge me? And what shepherd can stand against me? Therefore, hear what the Lord has planned against Babylon, what he has purposed against the land of the Babylonians. The young of the flock will be dragged away. Their pastor will be appalled at their fate. At the sound of Babylon's capture, the earth will tremble. Its cry will resound among the nations. <clears throat> you have a kind of an interesting you know, juxtaposition you know, throughout most of Jeremiah. 
the the uh, enemy of the north has been Babylon, but now an enemy from her north will be you know turn on here. So it's been ominous words for Israel that I will bring one from the north that will sweep through you. Mm-hmm. Now the same word comes to. Uh, you know, Babylon, mm-hmm. I'll bring someone from your north. Many, many nations, cruel people, uh, strong in battle. And you have all of these. But again, we're reminded that these are instruments in the hand of the Lord that God is using um, the nations in order to accomplish his sovereign purposes. And all of that, you know, falls, you know, kind of in a in a cosmic way under what Paul is saying in a very personal way, you know, in Romans 8, you know, that I cause all things to work together for the good of those who love me and are called according to his purposes. And you see this in the nation of Israel. And of course, their judgment is part of God accomplishing his good in and through them, but also their restoration. And and so now the sovereign Lord of Israel is also the sovereign Lord of nations, and he judges them as well. I really like... uh even at the start, you know, it, it sounds a little ominous. You know, the people of Israel are oppressed. All their captors hold them fast, refusing to let them go. And then 34, yet their Redeemer is strong. And I love how it's just kind of this, this call back to, to the Exodus and, and this mm-hmm. reminder of, of who the Lord was who brought them out of the yoke <clears throat> of the Egyptians and how he is the one who will you know, redeem them with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. And so it's Almost in this in this difficult situation, this is call back to remember your redeemer, and, and that's given to the people of Israel here in this situation. And yet, the same is true for us today that we're called back to remember our our true redeemer, which would be Christ. And so, I love how Scripture is always inviting us back to remember who our Savior is, who the Lord is, what He's done, and, and that being um, something for the people to find hope and, and rest in. And, of course, Israel also has embedded in her law the concept of a redeemer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which we see in the, in the book of Ruth, uh, the kinsman redeemer, you know, who redeems, you know, the, the ill fortunes, you know, of, of, of his kinsmen, who buys them back uh, from slavery, who champs and champions their cause when they're unjustly, you know, accused. And, of course, we have a kinsman redeemer in, in mm-hmm. Christ. So what a beautiful picture mm-hmm. of one who buys us back from our slavery, one who redeems us from the losses of, mm-hmm. of war. I love the theme, the continual theme of captivity. The nation of Israel constantly finds itself in captivity, and we do as well when our captivity is, is our sin and the bondage that you know keeps us there. And yet again, this is true that the Redeemer is stronger than our captivity. But I also love that um, not only is he defending their cause, but that he will bring rest to their land. And so just another um, continuation of this covenant and this promise and um, this rest, and that we know that we can't um, find rest apart from him. Well, and of course, it's built into the, uh, you know, the story of Scripture. Uh, that we were, you know, created to enjoy a Sabbath rest mm-hmm. uh, in our God, uh, and to enjoy, you know, the works of His hands and the the things that He has done. And then, of course, we move to the New Testament where we realize, you know, that Christ is mm-hmm. it's not the promised land that will be the ultimate place of our rest, but the promised One, who is yeah. Christ. And we hear that you know, wonderful you know, invitation from Him: "Come to Me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all this, I mean, just thinking as we've been moving through all these you know, mm-hmm. messages of judgment, 
you know, we've seen a lot of short ones and they were quick and quick and quick. And then all of a sudden mm. it's this long one on Babylon. And again, just those images, we've been talking about this quite a bit of how the prophets use these vivid images to show us the complete destruction that's going to come or, you know, the, the reversal of, you know, you thought you were safe and yet I will bring destruction. You thought you were the great nation of the North and yet another, you know, army from the North is coming. And in all of this, I think it, begs the question of us is like where where are we seeking rest where are we seeking you know, deliverance where are we where is our hope is it in you know in, in the things that surround us is it in our idols is it in the things that we think will will protect us or give us comfort or or is it in the lord almighty and he he, ha- he has a name you know and i love that i mean when we 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 just take names for identification a lot of times of like well that's so and so but I mean, this is the God of the universe saying the Lord Almighty is his name. And, and we see time and time again throughout scripture, yeah. he He gives a name to himself that his people may know him. No, I love that. I, I am who I am, or I will be who I will be, yeah. uh, you know, or simply, you know, I am, uh, which means the only way we can you know, really define God is by himself. He mm-hmm. is the one, you know, who not only defines who he is, but who we are and what righteousness is. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we talked about, you know, how the nations, you know, are depending on their wealth and their resources in order to, uh, you know, secure their place. Uh, and, and you see, you know, in verses, you know, 35 through 38, a list of, you know, Babylonians, you know, mm-hmm. source of confidence. And in this constant reframe, a sword against the Babylonians, against those who live in Babylon, against her false prophets, against her warriors, against her horses and chariots, mm-hmm. against her treasures, and a drought on her waters, and all of these, you know, different um, aspects of confidence of Babylon, none of them will hold her in the last day. And, and not only will this great city, you know, be defeated, you know, verse 39, the only people who live there will be owls and hyenas mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and he just kind of sums it all up right for it's a land of idols and uh mm-hmm. you know what an indictment against them and so glad we don't live in a place like that today mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> when you have the especially in light of scripture right it's just for it's a land full of idols idols that will go mad with terror and what is mm-hmm. scripture constantly what's the refrain it's you know we become what we worship you know mm-hmm. we become like the idols that we worship so mm-hmm. not only will the idols be mad with terror it's it's the way of saying the people of the land will be mad with terror well and, and it's another way of saying the only thing your idols have ever really done for you is flee from you in your hour of need yeah and, and of course that's true of riches that's true of strength that's true of power that's true of wisdom uh, well, it suits us well, and you know, in, in certain, you know, certain, you know, very ideal circumstances. In the end, it is not a savior, yeah. and um, in the end, we we need a real savior, and we need a, you know a God who is, who is is the rock. Mm-hmm. And of course, we had that description of uh, Babylon. You were once a hammer that broke rocks. Yeah. I'll break you up as a little pebble that rolls down the hill, mm-hmm. which is so opposite of you know of, of the prophecy in a. Uh, you know, Daniel, where a rock hewn out of the mountain, you hewn out of a mountain will become a great mountain and fill the whole earth. And, and of course, that's speaking of the rule, you know, of our God. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you close us in a word of prayer? Yeah, no, let's pray. Uh, Father, uh, just like Babylon, we can so easily trust in so many other things um, for security and safety. And yet we know um that none of those things will last, but yet you are the everlasting God. Uh, 
you are the one who never rests or sleeps. And so may we be a people who trust in you. Thank you for being our redeemer. Thank you for being the Lord almighty. Uh, may we often um, and quickly come back to you and seek you and trust in you. We pray us all in the name of Jesus. Amen.